Is this your alter ego? Temperature wise, sunglasses. Um, is this your or is this your beach persona, like Swamp Scott on the ocean? We, yeah, are we not by the beach. Yeah, we're a mile and a half. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know because I'm in a basement. <sighs> Look, we're at ground level. Okay, <laughs> that's because you live on a weird hill. <laughs> if you look to the right, you can see we're perfectly level with the ground. Right. If you look to the left, you'll see the foundation of the house. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oil heater, uh-huh. and more pipes than I ever knew needed to exist. <laughs> Underneath the house. Oh, I'm just giving you some level here. This isn't acceptable. What isn't? There we go. The headphone amp was on top of the microphone cable. You think that might squash the sound? Yeah. If there's a... (laughs) It'll be compressed. Weight on the cable. Yeah. Is that how you reduce file sizes? You joke, but there's there's some people that do audio who have some pretty funny... Strict. Just, yeah, like superstitions (laughs) and beliefs about... Did I ever mention the the monster cable test on this no podcast? Um, so you know about monster cables? Nope. You never heard of monster cable? It's a uh, brand. Oh, okay. It's a brand of cable. Okay. Um, they're not. It's not related to actual monsters. Why? <laughs> okay. Um, so I I'm not, you know, big in the audio world. Are you small in the audio world? I am. I'm just a you know I know a small part of it. I really want to shrink down your voice for that segment. <laughs> To a little Mickey Mouse, <laughs> a little like monk. increase the pitch and right, yeah. Um, anyway, monster cables, monster cables um, are not. I mean, it just sounds they're, like they're a very, big cable. Yeah, they're not. They're expensive cables. Okay, that have a bunch of claims about why they're better than other cables. Uh, oh. Gold plated connectors, <laughs> which is a little. I don't know. Um, you know, shielded braids of. Blah 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 blah. Shielded braids. Like yeah. What is what? What are you saying? (laughs) These are just words. So there's like the actual like wires inside the cable, and then okay, that are braided. There's a shield. That what's the shield? The shield is braided around the actual wires. That that prevents um, radiation and and stuff from affecting the uh, quality of your audio signal. Um. Anyway, which all cables have that. But Monster Cable's marketing is good. So they're like, blah, these are better because all these things. Huh. And um, there was a, a shootout of... Shootouts, like, the wrong word. Yeah. There was a... Like a showdown? There was a blind test. Pistols at dawn? Oh, okay. Um, which, yeah, a blind test between Monster <laughs> Cable's... Mean, for audio, I guess, blind isn't... <laughs> Isn't important. Right. So they got all these audio engineers to okay. listen to music. Through cables. Through cables. Right. Um, a, B test. A was monster cables. Very expensive. Yep. B was um, coat hanger wire made out of uh, copper. Just okay. pure copper. Okay. No shielding, no fancy connectors, no anything. Okay. This sounds and like a rigged test. I'm pretty sure the copper wire won. <laughs> it was at least a, a draw they were just like yeah it sounds yeah. good both ways <laughs> um anyway so there's a lot of marketing hype and bs around audio equipment but which i have you know played into at certain points yep in my life and less in others 
so we're going to start this podcast drinking. Yeah. Uh, because it is 11 o'clock in the morning. That's late. For uh, us. It is late for us, but we have to set up. Right. Which was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, right, we don't have to do that every time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I have to drive home, right? So we'll probably you're have a responsible adult, and uh, right, and so are you. Now that you, right? Oh uh, yeah. Now that you record a podcast with one of your coworkers in your basement, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's kind of that's when the, you know you've grown up. The reason being, yep, because your cat <laughs> owns the rest of the house, right? And you're afraid of the cat. Full stop. Yeah, you could have just, yeah, I'm just afraid of the cat. Yeah. I'm responsible because I respond to whatever the cat wants me to do. Right. Right. I'm, he does something. Yeah. I'm I not... respond and I, you know, I run away into this room that he can't get into <laughs> and can't, can't chew on my cables and my expensive equipment. Um, and also can't hiss at us and just be a jerk. He does. In general. He hissed at me mm-hmm. when I came in and then... Um, Maybe he thought you were gone for good. Maybe he was like, you know what? We're moving. This is good. Matt's probably far away. Never coming back. He's never going to be here again. And then I turned up. And oh, This guy. Yeah, so he hissed at me, and then he cuddled me. Like he... Which yep. he's never done before. Yeah. I think he would do, like, unfortunately really well, like, in the dating world. <laughs> you know he's one of those people who's just manipulative and like give and take and bites you and then he loves you and it's like yeah super stressful and like i don't want you to be like i don't want him to succeed in that world but he would right like i want the nice guys to win but he would totally probably do well <laughs> yeah he's a dick <sighs> yeah he's not that bad He's, he has his moments. There are feral cats that are worse. Because <laughs> um, they will literally bite. What's the line there? What is a feral, like, what separates a feral cat from a domestic cat? <laughs> you think he might be a feral I'm cat? I'm just curious. <laughs> just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not completely tame. Right. Um, he did do a fun thing in the in the other room, the family room. There's a ledge where we have oh, half yeah. of it has pictures on it, and he just did this jump and slide thing on it, like a slip and slide. Yeah. And it was sounded, I was like, what is that sound? I looked over, and he's just like half, like, you know, laying on his side, like, yeah. <laughs> this is the life. Uh, we installed a cat door last night on the door to the basement. Last night? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You were telling me about it yesterday. Two nights? Oh, that was two nights ago. Ah. Yep. That's why I thought it was June 3rd. <laughs> wow. I don't know what happened yesterday. Um, we paired. Yeah, no, we did do some things. For sure. <laughs> things happened. I just... Whatever. Okay. Go um, on. You installed a cat door. That's... I mean, that's as basically it. it. That's why there's sawdust but this down is, here. But this is not a cat door that goes into the outside world. Right. Which is what I had initially thought. Right. The reason for installing a cat door was mm-hmm. this is a cat door so your cat can get in and out of the basement right so if you hadn't installed the cat door yep we could be in the finished part of the basement right now hmm but where would his litter go uh in the kitchen where was it before before it was in the basement 
Hmm. Yeah. And it's currently in the basement. You could install a cat door to the outside world. Right. And then you don't need a litter box. We could probably get rid of everything because he would probably just leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. We wouldn't need much of anything. He'd leave for a couple of days. Yeah. And then he'd come back for food. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He'd leave long enough for you to be concerned. I think if I did that, he would leave. Katie from Massachusetts might leave. (laughs) And then I would have bigger problems. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Why Why is that a thing? Hmm. What? Like cats, I don't know. We've never owned indoor cats. Yeah, I hadn't until this one either. I grew up having outdoor cats. Mm. Um, you know, I grew up in, a, in the rural part of the country. Right. The rural, the only, the <laughs> rural part of the country. Um, but they need to go out and kill things. Need to? Need to? They don't need to. Just like we don't need to anymore. You know, we used to do that. Now we don't. I feel they do. It's like a need. Yeah. Is that why he's a jerk, maybe? I think so. He hasn't killed anything in I think if he went out and killed something, he'd come back and be really docile. <laughs> huh. Sort of like Dexter. Like, it just needs to... Could we test this theory in a non-cruel way? Probably not. Um, How do we make him believe that he killed something you could without just him actually killing something? Something animatronic. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, when we have the laser pointer thing going, I think he thinks that he kills it sometimes, but then it comes back. Yeah. Um, Does he seem better after that? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But, I, yeah, probably some real blood and guts would make him feel Yeah. I think he needs that better. thrill of ending life. huh okay are we talking about serial killers or cats on today's podcast yes yes is the answer to both of those questions um so yeah this is the first uh swamp scott swamp scott edition of hunchbag yeah do you think the listeners can hear the ocean and the... I think they can probably hear your insulation. And <laughs> um, they'll probably hear the oil heater at some point. Should we do a disclaimer about um, the uncovered insulation? You know, they might... They <laughs> listening might to this podcast... Inhale might some get poisonous... Some, get some fiberglass yeah. in, your, in your lungs. I'm not feeling great about this. I mean, there's plastic over it. Mostly. Over most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not all of it. Right. Right. Um, if you look in that corner, there's a fun... My favorite piece of insulation in this house is over that um, exhaust from, the, <laughs> okay. from the, the boiler. The only pink piece of insulation. Yeah, and it's just kind of hanging on that thing um, <laughs> like it's doing something. Like I don't think it's doing anything, but potentially being a fire hazard. <laughs> and I think that's what our inspector told us, and I should probably just take that off because it's pretty silly. I think it looks like a desperate move to like be more energy efficient. You know, it's like, you know what? This is going to make the difference. (laughs) Our bills were high this month. I'm going to get a little piece of pink insulation, (laughs) plop it over that pipe. And uh, man, hope for the best. That's going to do something. Yeah, I did. uh, So you did tell me about how the oil tank 
I guess. Is that what it's called? Right. Yep. Oil tank. Um, how that gets refilled. Yeah. Which is your your house essentially has like... Uh, <laughs> a gas cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But someone drives up and like puts a gas pump in <laughs> and like fills your house with oil. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not gas. Yeah. Hopefully oil. Um, Petrol. It is funny, but... I keep hearing from people that, um, you know, if your if your house is oil heated and you don't have natural gas, it's way more safe. Uh, basically, houses don't blow up that have oil, oil tanks. Right. Um, it's not combustible in the way that natural mm. gas is. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's something. Have there been but, many modern advances in terms of oil heating? It feels like a pretty old thing. Right. I'm not sure. It looks... I mean, I guess the the burners... I don't know. Can there, can there be more efficient oil burners? Or is it still it's just oil? I don't you know. You can't really... I don't know how much you can innovate on burning oil. Um, but it's a good question. And I've thought about that, too. I was like, uh, I wonder, like, while we live in this house... You know, will we improve things? Yeah, will we upgrade yeah. the heating to uh, like batteries? Like, will we get <laughs> will we get solar power panels? And then those are like, so, I mean, that's just being in the sun. Yeah, that's solar heating. Well, but you got to store it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got to store it for later for nighttime. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I have a lot to learn. I know we so we have uh we have a boiler. I know that. Okay. Yep. So we have hot water, baseboard heat. Baseboard heat. Baseboard oh, heat. Oh, so crazy. The floor The um, floor is heated. Well, no. The no. little you know, the little registers along the floor. Along the Oh the right, metal right. things. Yeah. Yep. Not in here, but Nope. Huh. <laughs> Winter. <laughs> um <laughs> We, so we have although the i mean the heater's right there we should get direct you know some some direct heat from the i guess the fire in the boiler yeah i'm more i'm more concerned about summer seeing as that's the next season we're going into really i feel like this is going to be the coolest part in the house coolest <laughs> please um okay I don't know. I don't know because it's not really a basement. Oh. So you're on my side now. <laughs> it's a nice normal room. It's not it's not that. <laughs> I just mean that it's not underground. This hmm. side of it. Right. The other side is. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how cool it will stay. Yeah, true. It wouldn't be as cool as a full basement. Right. But it's nice to have the window. If this was all Natural concrete lights. around us, it would be a little bunkerish. Right. A little sad. That could be cool. Yeah. In one way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So before we came in here to record, mm -hmm. you did show me around the rest of the house, which was a huge mistake. Because the rest of the house is lovely. <laughs> and we're like, and then you were like, we're going to spend the next hour right. in the worst parts of the house. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. And you complained. I'm still um, complaining. Yeah, you are. But we'll get we'll get over it, I think. <laughs> we together. We'll get through this. You don't seem all that concerned. No, I'm not concerned. You're already over it. I like this room. Mm, I like this room. I need to convince you that you're wrong. Hmm. Or we can improve it. You know, maybe if you if there's something in the world that you'd like to I, have changed, maybe you should just change it. I think we may have stumbled upon a cultural difference here. <laughs> what, Brits just like to <laughs> yeah. bash things and not do anything about it? Yeah. And Americans like to Impl- pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Yep. Get the hammer despite, out. Despite all the insane facts and <laughs> evidence put before them. Facts. Come on. <laughs> They will Can you picture madly it? try and... Uh, like a Don Quixote style. Yeah. Improve things beyond all reason. This basement is my windmill. Mm, it's not a great analogy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whereas we tend to see things in a slightly more negative light. Right. Um... So, we had we got some new furniture. Well, you did, right? Sorry, yeah. We is not a very specific word. <laughs> um, we had yeah, some... no. You so you have a new couch right. in the in the room next to us, which is really nice. Yeah, that room. Yeah, that we could be recording. So you in. said the basement's really nice. So you said that, that the finished part of the basement, right. yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah, I'd love to be there. Right, right now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the couch, we got a recliner, and we got yeah. a bedroom set Oh, from um, a furniture place. I didn't realize that was new. Yep. Uh, so now we have a a, a um, grown-up kind of actual headboard, and mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Finally grown-ups. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. So we had that delivered the day that we moved, and um, they did a good job. They were, you know, putting the furniture together and um yeah asked some questions answered my questions then as they were leaving they said so you'll get a survey you know you get a call asking about how it went you know please give us a four which is the highest (laughs) rating i was like four yeah yeah uh but yeah it's one through four give us a four please that's a weird it's kind of weird um and then although one through ten is probably too many steps yeah too but I've been playing a game and it asks you to rate matches on a scale of three. Hmm. It's like bad, neutral, or good. I feel yeah. like that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good, yeah. That's a good scale. Yeah, four is kind of rare. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you see three and you see five. And you see ten. And ten. Yeah. No no seven, no four. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. Give us a rating out of seven. <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, of course, yeah, I'll give you a four. You know, get a, did a good job and... Um, on time and everything and then <laughs> and you told me you hadn't packed up anything what do you mean so like as they were moving everything you were packing no, no, up no. boxes these aren't the movers oh this, this is, is the delivery this is the okay, furniture right, right. delivery yep so this is brand new furniture delivery okay cool yep not the movers so i was like yeah i'll give you a four and then they left and um <laughs> my father-in-law was helping and he came in the house and said so uh just met one of your neighbors <laughs> and just kind of gave me this smirk and i was like 
what happened? It's like, well, the uh, nice lady down the street, uh, four or five houses down, um, came down and said that the furniture company, as they were leaving, you know, they have a big truck. They were doing like 16 other deliveries that day. Right. And as they were leaving, they um, clipped this lady's tree. She's like, I heard this big oh. bang. And looked out the back, you know, it was like behind her house, looked in my backyard, saw this truck, and then, you know, they just accelerated away. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you know, I'm an old lady. I can't, I can't pick this stuff up. I can't do this myself. I can't, whatever. So we, you know, we picked everything up. It's like, oh man, you know. Yeah. Bad first impression on the neighbor. (laughs) Then I was like, hmm, didn't get the call yet for the survey. Um, and there were, so the questions were like, you know, did they do a good job putting your stuff together? Did, were they helpful? I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, they were, they were. And then the one was like, how professional were they? And they're it's like, hmm, okay, I think this is the one I can dock them on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have a, we have a little branch in our, in our yard now that we have to deal with how um how big is a little branch i don't know a couple uh, couple inches around okay you know uh, good In enough big enough to make a big crack when it right. breaks off and yeah huh. there was a lot of debris in her yard Ooh. um but <laughs> other than that all of our i mean not she wasn't mean either i don't right think, but like we've had good uh met some neighbors Excellent. Some people. Feels good. Feels like a good family street. Yeah. That's probably a good thing, seeing as you are becoming a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So someone from work was like, are you... So you moved to Swapscott for old people reasons, right? Like not young people reasons. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there a vibrant clubbing scene here? You know, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's here. That's it. You just got to look for it. You got to really look for it. Uh-huh. The clubbing scene is basically the country club. <laughs> and yeah. We did see a... Um, Maybe a yacht club. So our company has an office in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And we did see a um, post from uh, them concerning uh, high school graduations. Hmm. I um, see that. So kids can drink at 18, I think, mm. same as in England. Yep. Um, and so uh, when they graduate, they have this weird, like, uniform where basically all the guys wear sailor's caps, I guess, mm-hmm. and um, and like a suit, and then all the girls have uh, white dresses, I suppose. Okay. Um, and that's for the graduation ceremonies for all the high schools. Um, and then... They basically all get into jeans and t-shirts mm. and drive around the city on flatbed trucks, <laughs> drinking mm-hmm. and playing loud music. <laughs> nice to celebrate that. In this in this nice garb. <laughs> yeah. No, they they've changed. Oh, okay. And so he sent a uh, Jack, who is uh, Jack from Stockholm, mm-hmm. is yeah yeah, sent a video out of this well we're really really branching out yeah from massachusetts here i mean i guess that doesn't imply that he's actually a listener but i think he is oh nice yeah hi jack 
Cool. Um. Yeah. So. So. Oh, I wanted to mention. I should have mentioned this on the um, last episode in Malden. Mm-hmm. But um, there is this tiny greyhound uh, who lives um, in with one of your neighbors mm-hmm. at your old uh, apartment, I guess. Greyhound uh, from Malden? Yeah. A greyhound from Malden mm-hmm. um, that had become a true friend every time I would walk to and from wow, your house. A true friend. Yeah. Wow. Um, he would get very excited whenever I'd come by. Would you like He'd to dedicate this episode to... Always be in the garden. True um, friend greyhound? No. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's a listener. Hey, right, greyhound, if you're listening, you've been dissed. <laughs> um, Throwing shade on the greyhound. But, yeah. It's slightly sad because he'd... Like, greyhounds uh, don't have a lot of body mass to them. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a thick coat or anything. So when it was colder, he would not be happy. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, you wouldn't be happy either. Maybe. I would not, no. So you could, you had that moment yeah. of solidarity. Right. Um, and so there, there have been a couple of occasions where I've considered kidnapping him. <laughs> nice. Um but I'll never see him again because hmm. I'll never walk past there again. You have dogs. I do. I have two dogs. But you prefer prefer the uh, the true friend greyhound. <laughs> the greyhound. No, my dogs are true friends as well. Oh, okay. but the greyhound would fit in perfectly because he's a tiny greyhound. He's like a miniature greyhound. Got it. Or a a whippet. I think that's what they're called. Hmm. The small greyhounds. I like miniature pets. Yeah, I like that like idea. Cats. I used to want. Um, I shouldn't say used to. I would still probably, if this was a thing, I would get one. I used to want a uh, a tiny horse that could like fit race in the palm of my hand. <laughs> I don't know who he, who he would race, but uh, <laughs> run, I guess. Yeah. Um, I still would want that. So you can get um like miniature pigs, like that, like hand size. When they're piglets, they're basically hand size. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't mean like the size of my hand. Tea, I mean like the size where they could run pigs. around on my palm. You want insects. That's what you want. Yeah, but like in the shape of a horse. But you want pig. mammals. Right. <laughs> but all. Okay. That's kind of, I've been looking and uh, no luck so far. <laughs> luck so far. But. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're small. They're tough to I find. Wonder, I don't know what. Maybe it was like Indian in the Cupboard. Did you ever see that movie? Indian in the no, Cupboard. you probably wouldn't have seen that movie. <laughs> There's a movie called Indian in the Cupboard. Hmm. Um, that sounds like a... A Native American okay. person. Um, okay, I have, I have no idea, actually, what the storyline is. <laughs> but somehow... He's in the cupboard? I think he's a... Is he like a like a figure? You know, like a little toy like figure? A toy? And he comes to life okay. at night, maybe? In the cupboard? In the cupboard. Like a Toy Story type okay, yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Um. But and then he like befriends this kid who has him as I think that's what who happens. owns the toys. Who owns the toy? And uh, this is weird. It is pretty weird. I, this doesn't make any sense. What's, as I'm is there a moral? You know, I can't remember a moral, but I I remember <laughs> having a tiny horse, small tiny horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the moral I got from that. <laughs> 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 Weird. Okay. 
It's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> thing. Matt will put it in the show notes. I, that's absolutely not going to happen. I've been playing a new game recently mm. that you probably will never play. It's called Overwatch. Overwatch. That is that the one? No, that's not the one where the, it's the divorce guy in the in the wilderness. The ranger. Oh no, that's Firewatch. Oh, excuse right. me. <laughs> oh, Overwatch. <laughs> no. Okay. Firewatch. Is that this is Overwatch? This is Overwatch. The sequel. No, it's got nothing to do with Firewatch. It's a helicopter above the Firewatch. There's no fires. Okay. Overwatch. So it's about watches. It's so no. Mm-hmm. It's not about watches. It's a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Team-based shooter. Yep. Six v six. But you pick from a roster of heroes, mm-hmm. I guess. That all have unique play styles and different abilities. Is it like a like a team fortress situation? It's yeah. I don't people, think I've ever played that. People have called it the spiritual successor to Team Fortress 2. Oh, okay. Um, because it feels like uh, similar. So I enjoy Unreal Tournament 2004. Okay. Have you played that? I have probably played that. Oh, man. So fun. It's such a <laughs> deep game. Like, there's so many like different um, variations of the game. You know, there's like Deathmatch, which is just like... Right count the kills there's capture the flag there's uh bombing run so what's your preferred mode um i think the favorite mode that would be onslaught okay which is it's like the um the battlefield 1942 kind of gameplay okay where you have the the checkpoints that Uh, you take over right you have to hold and then go to the next one yeah you kind of whoever whatever team is holding more of them is winning and okay um i like that style where you kind of so secure a point and have to defend it and that kind of stuff so overwatch is interesting because it's um it doesn't have a deathmatch mode okay they've um totally said this is not a game about um you know killing killing for killing sake or kill death ratios or right um like it's not really like, not like a twitchy shooter. Right. It's more of a strategy, it's, um, it's com- tactical kind of thing. It's competitive, but it's competitive at a team level. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't play with your team, you will lose, Right. essentially. Yep. And uh, they have, uh, I think, four game modes, and they're objective-based. Yep. Um, so one of them, you have to um, escort a payload. Okay. So there's like a truck with a nuke or something on. Yep. And when you're near it, it will move. Otherwise, it won't. Mm. So one team has to stay on the payload and move it through the whole map. That's and the cool. other team has to stop them. Yep. Um, so is this... Are you playing this online with yes. people? Yeah. Is there like a, a bot mode that there, you can play it in? Yeah, there's a bot mode uh, where you can get comfortable with what's happening in the game modes. and. But, but it's not like super fun? No, because the bots are really stupid and like there's no even on like a hard setting yeah there's no challenge to it yeah um see unreal tournament gets crazy on right even against bots they are like dancing around like doing stuff that no human could ever because a lot of them aren't humans but but they're literally i mean all of them all of the bots aren't humans 
Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Human characters. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It can get really hard. Okay. But. Yeah, I don't think they've put much into the AI component because they want to push that, like, yeah. playing with other people. Yeah. Eh. I don't really like that. I don't know. This is, like, I... my, my crotchety, like... Right. Get off my land lawn. Land party type. Yeah. I don't know. I've always had the most fun playing games with people that are physically with me. Right. Um, so, like, the whole, so, like, even playing against bots. Yeah. Um, or playing team to, team against team in the same location. Like, it's hard to do that. That's the thing that's, like... Right. Obviously, it's always better to have your friends with you. Yeah. Um, but I... So, I understand the convenience of just logging on and... Playing. Playing, but I, I don't know. I feel like I... I also am not as big into video games as you, so I think I'm okay with, like, not playing games unless I'm in that... You know, I just don't play many games. Right. Um, I like to reserve it for when I'm with people. But. Yeah. I also think some of that um, uh, hesitance can come from this scene being fairly aggressive. Mm. And people seeming, like, unfriendly and dickish and... Like, I, yeah, I think I'm less worried about that and more worried about, not worried, but like, I find it annoying when I play against people who like don't have a job and just like play this game all day and are right. way better at it than I am beca- just because they play all the time. Like, and I, I mm. don't want to compete with that. Yeah. I, I choose not to like, yeah. Yeah. Compete in that yeah, space, I've, but. I've not found that too bad in overwatch because there are some heroes that require um you to be like really on top of your game to mm-hmm. play it well yeah but then there are other heroes that are um i guess they're not easier to play but they have um like mechanics that are more consistent i guess mm. like playing better doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do that much better Right. Playing this character. Um, so they, they have split it up into like your traditional um, attacking heroes, defensive heroes, uh, tanking heroes, and mm-hmm. healing. Yep. Um, and so like I've been playing a lot with a tank that uh, basically can hold up a giant shield. Mm. And so there's actually no aiming required. Um, he has like a melee attack and this yep. enormous shield. And it's all about making sure that absorbing yeah you've got that shield between your team and their team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool um, that's cool yeah so they so maybe like super serious gamers would would not would like would maybe like oh that's a lame character i'm not gonna play them cause right but you can kind of yeah it kind of gives it yeah. an opportunity for people at different levels to exactly still be useful and yeah help and I think there's definitely, with all the characters, there's like, um, you know, some of the characters just scale differently depending on how long you've played them. Yep. Um, like, there's a healer called Lucio, and, um, you know, if you get, like, really, really good, mm-hmm. there's sort of, like, a upper limit to how effective he can be. Mm. Um, yep. Whereas there are other characters that are very twitchy, and they require you to have a lot of sort of uh situational awareness and yep just low level like dexterity at exactly yeah got it cool 
so I've enjoyed that a lot. Cool, cool, cool. Is it like a monthly pay thing or is it just no, like you it's play uh, on Steam and it's... You buy it and you have it forever. Cool. Um, what was I going to say? So in the back of my mind, I'm noticing, I think, I think you are sounding a lot clearer in this room. Are you... I'm thinking that the the things that, w- that the feedback really, we got... You're really going to bring bring us back to talking about this room? Uh, well, well, I want to, you know, you wanna... redeem some of its good qualities. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that some of the audio... Okay. Not that anyone said the audio was really bad, but like... Yeah. Um, you're feeling better about it. I don't it. know, you sounded kind of uh, echoey sometimes in the other room. Like hmm. a, kind of like a distant... Even though, even when you came up closer, I feel like there was some weird reflections or something happening in that little corner huh and i'm thinking this might be better because it's a bigger room yeah um honestly the insulation might help <laughs> <laughs> it's literally insulate like not uh it's not a good but like you know the right. dry there's not as it's much absorbing. reflection yeah, yeah, yeah happening um there's no like hard walls <laughs> to <laughs> bounce around but another thing i just thought about was the refrigerator can you hear the hum, hum from the refrigerator? yeah i can hear that that's annoying. Yeah, that might be a thing. Hmm. Maybe we could have some contraption, like a recording. This could be a fun little project. A um, like a little Arduino that turns yeah, off. Yeah, Arduino. You so could a just recording button. Right. So when I hit, actually, when I hit record in the program, right, it could send a message. Yep. That triggers a relay. Yep. On that outlet. I'm gonna offer an alternative. Yep. The plug is right there. Yep. You could unplug it. I would forget to plug it in, um, and then all my beer would get warm, and you would be sad. I mean, you would be sad. I would be sad, and you would sometimes be sad. I, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Beer at room temperature is not a bad thing. I've learned that I am lazy and dumb and forgetful, Ooh. and when technology can help me with <laughs> those things, I try to... Right. Until it breaks. Embrace it. Like it's like mm. a far more complicated system. Super complicated. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yes. Whereas my brain is less complicated <laughs> and more faulty. <laughs> I don't know. Circumdecision. <laughs> um what what is that about? Um so it's really just a pun that I came up with. Okay. While we're deciding whether or not we want to circumcise our kid. Oh, that's um, all. Um, I don't no. really want to talk about it more than that. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. yeah. No. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Thank you for the input. I will, I will consider that. I don't know why it's a common thing in America. Is oh, it I not, do know. Is it not common in Britain? No. Really? Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, the reason originally it was done was to stop people masturbating. Originally? Yep. Um, in America? Like in the Bible? No. Okay, right. Yeah, in, no, there's like an older reason. Right. Uh, yeah. like the chosen people yeah. of God. Um, yeah. It's not mosaic law, it's something else. Um. But actually, that's one of the reasons. Wait, that is mosaic? Is that is Moses the root part of mosaic? Is that what you're saying? I think so. 
Oh, mosaic. Holy crap. Yeah. Is that not some... God, I'm ignorant. No, that might be a thing. Um, I am too. I'm I'm excited about learning the the root of mosaic though. Because mosaic, you have like all these little... Um, uh, these little pieces that yeah, the, the laws whole... of Moses, Mosaic law, Mosaic, interesting. Refers uh, primarily to the Torah and the first four, five books of the Hebrew Bible, traditionally believed to be written by Moses. So, uh, but this is one of the yeah. reasons that, um, uh, because Christianity sort of came out of um, Judaism, right? Um, and one of the reasons they could drop like all of the circumcision and a lot of the mosaic laws that had to be followed to the old testament be accepted into the kingdom of heaven was because um christ had died for our sins and everything right um and i think that was a big deal for uh like the rise of christianity originally because circumcision is a tough sell (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i'm I'm sure it was much more cruel and like risky, right? In those days as well, right? Yeah. Like you have a rock or something, and you just like yeah, and pain. It's more you know whatever bloody and yeah. I mean they had they had task. they had knives, they could manage it. No, and it was done by a priest or whatever. Uh, it was done by a caveman is. with rocks. That's how not. I'm picturing it. <laughs> they had to find an old caveman. Nope, <laughs> with old rocks. Um. Uh, so yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm like circumcision in terms of for religious purposes, I guess the most well-known reason is from Mosaic law. Hmm. But as a common practice in the states, um, I think it started as a way to stop boys from masturbating. So are and you then, are you implying that around the world because Christianity is big around the world, right? right. And are you saying that? Christians around the world, other than in the U.S., do not circumcise, like, generally? That's not a thing, no. Really? I mean, there's no... It's not a thing in England. Okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, I, I'm... I'm... I don't know. Didn't know the answer to that. Right. Um. Okay. Yeah, there's... So... Yeah, so there's arguments that it's, like, more um, hygienic. That's right, just not right. true. I've seen some... Some... Well, I don't know. Study study is a bad word. Yeah. Internet article <laughs> about which may have cited studies. I'm not sure. Right. But about how um, kind of pros and cons. And a pro is um, they can help. Um, what's the word? Uh, limit STD stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real There's a- thing. Um, there's a great, um, YouTube series called Adam Ruins, mm-hmm. where he talks about things that are stupid, like the TSA <laughs> and uh, circumcision. And, yeah. One of them, one of them is circumcision uh-huh. and why it's just a, like bad an idea. echo from the past. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily that it's a bad idea. It's just that it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Well, I mean it, and there is, I think it's important to say, like, so maybe there are some pros to it. Right. Uh, involving, I don't know, disease and whatever. Um, but anytime you have an operation of any sort, there is a, some inherent risk to that. Right. Right? Like, there are accidents that happen Yeah. <laughs> during this 
thing and is very common. Yep. But like, you're almost not going to have a problem like ever, but some people do, right? It happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Just been thinking a little bit about that and how we want to proceed with that. But right. Um, so I have your vote. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, am I, are you on the side of not circumcising and Katie from Massachusetts is um, saying that you should, or is it like, is like a decision, you know, you have to make. Yeah. More, more, more of the latter. Right. And so you'd um, like to have an answer before you're holding right. a newborn baby. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So are we going <laughs> to, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Just something that I haven't traditionally been very informed on and I've been trying to right. look a little more into it. So, um, anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I also like the pun. Um, <laughs> seems like something that, uh, you know, John Oliver would come up with or something. <laughs> Circumdecision 2016. I'm going to try hard to not make that the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. Um, do you want to take a break so I can get some coffee? Yeah. Hmm. So. So. Exercise. Exercise. Is this something you do? Um. Actually, actually, well, now that you have a new house and you're becoming a father, we have to define things. Um, so what I like about this new commute ah, is that it has forces me to exercise. Ah, well, if you consider walking exercise, I do. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. It's light exercise, but it's something. Yep. Um, and so I have a mile walk to the commuter rail. Okay. And, um, and I think I am, you suggested that I walk from our office to North Station. Yeah, which is a 20-minute walk. Yeah, a little bit less, depending, mm-hmm. but, um, which I think is a good idea. After missing my first train <laughs> right, from the office, because I was waiting for um, the subway yeah, and didn't get it. Yeah, walking's pretty consistent. Right. There's not a lot that can stop you. It's consistent, and it also has this feeling of control. Yeah. Which I guess is related to the consistency, but like, you're like, right. okay, I can... You don't have to be nervous about... Right. You're not like... Something out of your control going wrong. Right. Yeah. Which often can go wrong and yeah. does. So yeah, I think I'm going to do that, which means that's another mile. So if I walk to and from North Station every day, that's really four miles of walking guaranteed. Right. Which is pretty great. Yeah. Relative to, so my Apple Watch um, gives me a calorie goal for okay. the day. Yep. It gives you three goals, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like a calorie goal, a, like uh, a exercise. Of, right. But that's like measuring your heart rate is at a certain level. Right. And then there's the um, standing up. Is that, does the standing up thing, I feel like that's the one thing that I would like is something to just tap me on the wrist to mm-hmm. say, you should yep. probably move around. Yep. Is that something you found valuable? Um, hmm. <laughs> or do you just Not ignore really. it? I just ignore it. Okay. I think I've, yeah, I think I've learned to ignore it too much, mm. which isn't great. Womp womp. I think what I'm glad, well, I don't know. There are times when it, when it taps me on the wrist, I'm like, oh, you know, I should stand up. Right. But 
more often than not, I just don't really yeah. listen to it. Um, which isn't great. Yeah. I play uh, table tennis. Hmm. Um, I feel like that's pretty good exercise. Yep. At the It is. It's office. surprisingly yeah. good. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it, because it's agility, yep. it's like a different, t- like you're not moving a lot of distance. Right. But it's like quick reactions and kind of like a lot of muscle groups that you're moving probably and just like right. stretching. And And one of the things, if you want to be um, quite good at the game, you have to basically constantly crouch mm-hmm. because you want to be lower yep. than the table, essentially. Right. You want to swing from under the table mm-hmm. to hit the ball. Yep. And so um, that's pretty good. We started doing the seven minute workout. We, you and I. Me and my wife. <laughs> Just from Massachusetts. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've heard of that and I think I tried it once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we did yeah. it we've done it for two weeks now. Is that the one that like you all you need is like a chair or something? Yeah. To do it? A chair and a wall. Okay. We have both of these things. Um, in our house. Yep. So it's all pretty much based on your own body, body weight. weight and, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, some of it's surprisingly tough. Like it's amazing mm. sort of, um, holding yourself in ridiculous positions. Are there any like, is there like a wall sit yeah. part of it? So the wall sit isn't too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, hits your quads. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to hit all the major muscle groups, I guess. So it's supposed to be a very well-rounded. Yeah. Um, Not too strenuous, but like a good all-around kind of... Right. And it, it kind of cheats because it says, oh, you can do it in seven minutes. But it the actual advice is that you do it two or three times. A day. Every time you do it. Not a day. Oh. Three, three, three days a week. Oh, okay. You do it two Got or it. three times, three days a week. Yep. That's better than doing it once every day. Interesting. Because you get your... Um, sort of heart rate up and mm. yep um once you start you get into that mode you, you of, sweat a little bit yeah basically of like building up those muscles and so right one time through you're probably not really taxing yourself right your, yeah but then one time through is better than zero times through. yeah oh yeah so totally um we started with one time through yep and that's what we've done for the last two weeks i like that idea and i think we might move to two times through on monday mm. So we do Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, the really nice thing is is that you don't need any equipment, right? So it's yeah, actually something that we could do. I like the idea of that because it's you know you want to take any sort of friction, yes, <laughs> that you could possibly, or if you're traveling or like any reason where you would be like eh, maybe I won't do it, right? You know, it kind of takes those out of the equation, so, so you don't really have an excuse not to do it. There's so a easy. There's a site I forget. <sighs> I forget what the site is called, but I've got it on my home home screen. Mm. Um, yep. And it basically puts uh, we airplay it onto the Apple onto the TV. Is it a little video or it's um it's sort of it's just like an animated a site with animations thing. Yep. Um, and so they're like neutral figures guides you through. Yeah, and it's like um you know uh, thirty seconds of the exercise in question and then 10 second rest so um, neutral so they're they're not like for or against you they're just kind <laughs> yeah of like, they're just 
Like you you either do it or you don't. <laughs> Makes no difference to <laughs> Completely, me. Completely like not smiling, <laughs> yeah. not frowning, just well, I mean no face. <laughs> okay. It's just blank. Oh, that is very neutral. Yeah. Can't get more neutral than that. Um, um cool. That's been I'm I'm very interested in the the um kind of the psychology of habit. Yeah forming and well you spoke about um taking like an amazon button yep and using that to form a habit yeah i've had all of these <laughs> these crazy ideas right over the years to try to like life hack myself to get into like better habits right haven't been super successful <laughs> but i like the idea of it yeah um and i know how powerful they are right. like um habits so in general like there's a this really good book that I would recommend called The Power of Habit. Okay. I'm not sure what the author, I forget the author's name, but um, I listened to the audiobook mm. and it's has some really interesting cases for like how strong yeah. um, habits take hold of us. Right. Um, so we have to be careful to kind of build the right ones and get rid of the bad ones. Yep. Um, but it's all um, has some really good practical advice too for like you said, you know, starting with, the smallest change you can make right right to your routine like don't go don't try to go crazy and change everything at once that never works yeah you just won't do it because it's too much yeah if you can just take a little so i like the idea of like having a little trigger um that makes you do it that reminds you right yeah so i i forget who um i heard it from it's probably from a a book, a motivational book or a habit book. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I've heard is building habits on top of other habits. Mm. So an example is brushing your teeth. Yep. So if every time you um, brush your teeth, you just do something else. Yep. Yep. That sets up an association that every time you brush your teeth immediately afterwards, you have to do this I think this book touched on that a lot too. Right. Um, Yeah. Using existing habits behaviors to trigger off of other things. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. One of the things that's helped with... um, doing three days a week a little bit of extra exercise is doing it with someone else Mm -hmm. um because it's easier for one of us to say okay we should do this right yep um we're Um, less likely to skip it yep yeah having accountability is definitely a big right piece of it um yeah i don't know i have there's this app i have called way of life okay that bugs me every night at 9 p.m. and asks mm. me did you do the things you want like the the two goal like the two habits you wanted to form like did you do those today right and i always ignore it <laughs> <laughs> so um i don't know i i think i'm i'm interested in this idea of like pairing way 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 back on notification like push notifications right and even i even had the idea of like literally clearing my entire home screen on my phone so that there was nothing that I could like browse. Uh, yeah. You've spoken right? about this before. Yeah. So I, I, met, I went one step and like moved like Facebook and Twitter to like the next screen over. Right. So it's not my main screen. That helped a lot, but I want to like go even crazier and literally just have like, I don't know, omni focus and like text messages. Right on my home screen so there's you, not a good way to actually do that on ios without like jailbreaking your phone which yeah is really frustrating my um my dad is really big into omnifocus hmm. um and i know you know it has yeah 
loads of people who are yep. big proponents of it. Yep. Is it a tool you found incredibly useful? I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. I I think it is. You use it every day, kind of thing. Yes. Um, Interesting. It's How much extremely is it? powerful. Is it um, like a subscription thing? Or it's expensive. It... No, it's one time. One time. Um, and they, it's it used to be more expensive, especially on iOS, because the iPad and iOS iPhone versions were separate. Okay. They combine those. I want to say that the combined, still pretty. I mean, relative to other apps, it's very expensive. Right. I want to say it might be thirty bucks. Okay. Um, and then the Mac version has a couple different versions. One is like way more powerful, but honestly, overkill for most people, probably including right. myself. Um, but they're. I want to say it's like forty and eighty, maybe okay. a couple different tiers. Yeah. Um. But it, they, they're just a really great, they feel like a software company's software company, like a programmer's, okay. like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they, I don't know. I respect the fact that they charge real prices for their products. Yes. Um, and they're, they're not shy about asking for getting paid a good amount for what they do. Cause what they make is super high quality and like, right. you know, that they're going to support it, um, throughout the years. Like, yeah, they, there's constant updates, constant improvements. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it if you want to get, get into that kind of nerdy task management world. And it, it was no. made, so I, we talked about GTD before, right? Yeah. It was made to, um, to facilitate, to facilitate GTD. Exactly. It was, a. it started out, I think as a, um, a community effort. So Omni Outliner was is an older product from the omni group okay that is an outliner and um i think it was like a template someone made a template um for omni outliner to do gtd okay and they and then omni themselves took that as like oh people want to do this thing with our products right that we didn't intend we can make like a more focused (laughs) focused a better tuned kind of version Right. That specifically is good at task management and stuff. Um, okay. Do you integrate it with anything else? Um, so I, I just checked, um, and there's a bunch of if this, then that yep. recipes for OmniFocus. I'm sure um, oh, interesting. Zapier has similar hooks. I'm surprised by that because that is one of the downsides of it relative to other systems. Is that it doesn't. Is the, it doesn't have an API, for example. So, so this, I'm, I'm curious how those are working. This um, is send new reminders from list to OmniFocus. Uh, add a task to OmniFocus to follow up with new contacts. Interesting. Add um, to OmniFocus inbox all the issues assigned to me from GitHub. Interesting. Okay. So I'm not... Last time I checked, they didn't have an API. I don't think they do. Hmm. Um, but those might be working through email. So you can email. Um, right. You know, you get like a... Um, a unique email address that you can use to email tasks to. So maybe those go through that. Um, I'm not sure, but it's super powerful. Like you can, um, one of my favorite things that it has are, yeah, it uses the OmniFocus email address. Sorry. One of the favorite things you have that it has are called defer dates. So traditionally like people, um, will put things on their calendar for to do is like, I want to do this today, this day. But, um, the GTD system is all about like separating things that don't actually have a hard deadline from things that do. Okay. Like a meeting or 
an event with someone else, right? Obviously, uh, that makes sense to be in your calendar because that's yeah. like this will happen or it won't, like right, whatever. Um, um, but like for tasks, for things that you just want to get done at some point, right? That those should be separate. Um, and but you might have like hundreds of tasks that you put in your system, like most people do. If you actually like clear your mind of all the things that you want to like do at some right. point, it's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> To look yeah. at, so OmniFocus has a way for you to, for each task, you can say defer this until a certain date, okay. and then um, you won't actually see it. So it's kind of like a snooze. Okay. Um, and then you look at your today view, and you just see the stuff that you actually can act on. So it's, you know, right. stuff that you can't do with, do anything with, is are uh, filtered out. Yeah. It's really nice. I guess it, it takes that um, forethought to know... What are the things that you can act on and what are the things that you should yep. defer? It takes constant grooming, right. which is the hardest. That's like the habit part of it. Right. It's like mm. a meta habit yeah. right? that you need to have. Um, so there's a weekly review step in the GTD methodology, which is like right. super important Yep. that I skip <laughs> every week. Usually you skip weekly. Yeah. <laughs> skip it. Every, no, um, it's yeah. It's the most crucial part where right. you like take because the whole idea is that if you if you don't trust trust your system um and you don't trust the part like the stuff will stick in your head right it'll it'll stay in your mind yeah so in order to trust your system you need to have a weekly review or like some sort of like constant grooming where you're like okay mind dump mind dump mind dump right make sure everything is current and um is actually reflecting like what you've committed to i'm Um, so looking forward to when we develop ai to do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah like where I can just say, "Yep, this is the thing that I want to forget about." Mm. Yeah, and a system would be like, "Okay, I'll remind you when it's appropriate." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be glorious. Hmm. I have no idea for a project now. <laughs> AI is hard. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the um, Amazon Web Services has a machine learning service? Oh. I would like to play around with it. It's it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, this is like IBM's Watson, but Amazon have it. Um, I think it's a lot more general than that than okay. Watson. You know, Watson was built to solve specific problems and stuff. This is right. more of a generalized solution. Um, Does Google have something similar? I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Um, they probably do. If yeah. not. I mean, I'm sure internally they at least do. I don't know if there's, they have a product for it. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd like to dabble more with machine learning. Yeah. And by more, I mean, you know, I haven't really done anything with it. Yeah, it would be cool um, if you could just have something. I I guess it's just that idea of giving inputs and then there has to be a way to t- tell it when it does something right or wrong. Yep. And then yeah, it just moves from there. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I haven't used the machine learning, Amazon's machine learning thing, but I think they have they have a web interface for kind of setting up um setting it up to do right. what you want it to do. Um you can have it correlate things like you know, a good example is like a shopping website um right where there's a sidebar of like related items, th- things that you might be interested in if you like this thing, right? right. Or other people that people have bought this also bought that stuff. Right. Um, which I guess that doesn't really need machine learning, but, but the recommendation part of it could be, um, a good use case for it. 
um, or Netflix recommending you movies based on, you know, that kind yeah, of that kind of thing. Big data kind of thing. Um, big data. <laughs> buzzword. <laughs> buzzword service. Interesting. But yeah, um, it's, that's the tricky part, right? It's like, you need this big corpus of data to, yeah. to make it useful. Um, so I keep like, I'm like, ah, oh, I want to try machine learning. And then I like, there's like data sets out there that you can use for fun, but it's, I don't know. A lot of them are seemingly like boring. Right. Like these are the potholes in New York city or I don't know, just like weird data sets. They're like, what? I don't know. Yeah. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> but Elon Musk thinks we're living in a simulation. Yeah. Um, he was in an interview uh, in the past week. He, mentioned that yeah he had to ban it from uh conversations in a hot tub what well i didn't hear about that part <laughs> so um he said whenever um he and his brother are talking about this they appeared to be in a hot tub appeared to be in a hot tub they yeah find themselves <laughs> not it's not like whenever they talk about it they're suddenly in a hot tub <laughs> it's just like not like a state farm commercial no okay it, they often are in hot tubs, I guess. Sure. And, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> if I were on the board of three companies, I would probably... Yes, spend a lot of time in a yeah, hot tub. Right. Um, and so they've banned this conversation from hot tubs, hmm. apparently. Interesting. Because they argue about it? Yes. Or... Okay. I think... Or just makes him, his brother feel weird or like... I'm not... <laughs> like, why are we in this hot tub? <laughs> well, that's all a simulation. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... But you think... Elon's point was basically... What was his point? Well, this isn't this isn't something... I don't think this is something that was thought up by Elon. Sure. Um, but the, the basic premise is that, um, you know, do you agree that it's possible for us to simulate a universe with intelligent beings in it? If you agree that that's true... Um, then if it's of sufficient complexity, the simulation, then it's also possible that in the simulation, they have built simulations of more universes. Okay. And so yeah. <clears throat> there are, you know, far more simulations than there are realities. Hmm. So just by the sheer number right. of... And so the... <laughs> yeah, there's only one reality. Right. And, well, that's... Which is kind of a... That's yeah. the um, premise. Premise that there's only yeah. one reality, and in that reality, if you assume that it is possible to have a simulation of other realities, mm -hmm. then right there will be more simulations than realities, and so it's which is kind of similar to the argument for um, extraterrestrial life, right? Just mm. the sheer number of planets, right? Of it's just improbable. galaxies, yeah, of stars, like. So there's, there's a, almost definitely, yeah, there's it'd be really crazy if this was the only place where life could happen. Right. You know, there's a similar statistical argument for the world ending or all human life um, hmm. ending soon. Soon. Um, okay. The idea being that um, the time. So, like, imagine that you could be alive at any point in human history mm -hmm. because you're alive right now. It means it's the most likely time to be alive, statistically. Um, Which means that the population will decrease in the future. 
Okay. Like, it, it, if you imagine like a bell curve, uh-huh. everyone's in the middle. Yep. And there's um, outliers. Right. So the idea is that because we is it, are... Is it because this is the most populated the world has ever been? Well, that's, that's, or... the, that's the theory. Yeah. Is that um, because, because we're here talking and alive, this is like a mixture of statistics and philosophy. Right. Um, <laughs> because of that fact... And you assume that you're alive at the statistically most likely time to be alive. <laughs> okay. It means that in the future, there will be less of us. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that, but... Right. But do you buy the simulation thing? Because that's a similar argument. Hmm. Like, statistically, it's likely that it we're in a simulation. It feels a little... It feels a little... I don't know. Well, I think I think the part that makes his claim interesting is the fact that he is a very well, in a way, he's a very practical inventor. Okay. And right, like it's the same. I think we talked about Ray Kurzweil before, and I have the same feeling about Ray Kurzweil, where he has these. He's invented all these practical gadgets and companies and products. But at the same time, he has these huge dreams for like nanorobots being injected into your bloodstream. Right. And all these things that would seem crazy if someone random was saying them. But the fact that he has all this practical um, experience to back up yes. his claims, that's the part that gives me pause and is like, oh, I don't know. This person is cr- like it's it's a duality, right? It's like mm. they ha- these people have to be crazy in a way to invent things that don't exist or like, right. Or like crazy is the wrong word, obviously, but like have a, you, yeah, uh, an open mind, an extremely open mind in that way of picturing things that don't currently exist and right. being able to, to get closer to that reality. Like Elon Musk is talking about colonizing Mars and right. Um, they're making some pretty awesome headways in, in rocket technology and, you know, SpaceX stuff is, pretty cool yeah um but it's that duality of they've made some really practical stuff right but also have to think in this really big picture yeah it's basically um just creativity yeah like the ability to make associations that aren't um immediately obvious Mm -hmm. um yep to imagine these futures I, I did hear, a, uh, I watched an interesting uh, video this morning about uh, creativity tests. Okay. Um, which, uh, you know, um, all of these tests were developed in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really improved on them much. Hmm. Um, I forget who the uh, psychologists were who made these tests, but an example one is... Uh, these aren't tests that kids take in school. These are... These are tests that you would take and they're um, scored. Right. Um, but, like, in what context would you take them? Like, is it just a... I guess You would take them as a part of a psychology or... A I guess. Experiment or I guess or? originally they were sort of experimental. Mm-hmm. I see no reason why you wouldn't test kids with them. Yeah. To measure levels of creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of, I mean, they're all basically word association games. Hmm. Uh, so it's like I say three things and then you uh, say the word that joins them all together. Okay. Um, 
So there's something missing, right? Basically, that you have to tie everything. Yeah, right. Uh, I would probably be good at this. I feel like I well, I always make connections to things that aren't actually right. Right. That's but, like but that's the, what my stupid. That's the creative are. part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so an example is uh, you know name objects that have wheels. Hmm. Do you want to do that? Okay. Uh, cars. Okay. <laughs> Bicycles. Okay. Oh, um, fortunes. For- fortunes? Wheel of fortune. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying too hard to be like... Right. Not obvious about it. What else? Um, wheels. What's a wheel? Um... A fan? No, that's okay. not a wheel. It's kind of a wheel. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Yeah. What's a wheel? Um, roller skates, roller okay. blades. Okay. Um, uh, a dolly, you know, that you carry uh, furniture with. Yep. Skateboard. Okay. <laughs> Objects with wheels. I feel like I'm failing. Um... A, a guitar amp okay can have wheels so um one of the things that is being measured and scored on mm-hmm. is how many different car- categories you go out into mm. and so almost everyone starts with transportation yep uh so skateboards scooters right cars yep. bicycles but when you start moving out into things like guitar amps mm-hmm. that's um showing some more create so creativity. that would be like a point Right. Like the transportation stuff is all like in the That's same. all basically the same. Like sure. Everyone goes- uh, however, um, this is a, a sort of game of numbers. Mm-hmm. So you'll take like a sampling in a group. And um, if many people say the same words, then those words become worth less. Right. Um, right. But if you say uh, words that no one else uses. Yeah. What is, this, is a, this is a game. There's a game that's exactly this. What is oh, that? really? Yeah. Well, I guess it's based on this test. Um, what the heck is that? Well, there's categories. Okay, categories? Right, right, yes. Um, that's almost exactly this. Um, there's a category of you know things that are blue. Right, but then you you are um, naming things that have the same first letter. Is that the case? You have like twenty different oh, is that right? Topics or categories, and you're given the letter J, and you have to put in each category a word that begins with the letter j oh really okay that's how categories is played well i haven't played it in a while <laughs> okay yeah i guess that, okay yeah um but yeah but it, but the idea is if everyone if someone else gets the thing that you guessed you have to both cross it out you don't get points for that right exactly so that's the part that's that's similar, similar. um cool it's interesting testing for creativity yep and is and um you know it comes back to something we've talked about a lot which is is this something you should try and teach in schools Hmm. which it totally is um so is creativity a skill or is it i think so i think i think that making those um you know the brain is something that will uh set up connections and want to strengthen and weaken Mm -hmm. ones based on uh feedback Mm-hmm. And so if you tell someone you're daydreaming and what you're daydreaming about is stupid, yep. then they'll <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Whereas if you try and encourage that kind of, those kind yeah. of leaps. Lateral thinking. Right. Um, yeah. Then what you end up with is more connections. Right. Overall. Have we talked about the oblique strategies? The oblique strategies? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think so. It sounds so cool. <laughs> um, so Brian Eno is this electronic music pioneer person okay. um, who he gets, he got a lot of credit for kind of um, pioneering electronic music. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah coming up with kind of new song structures or the lack of structure or right. uh just repetitive stuff um and making music that was not really or like using soundscapes you know as music in a way that hadn't been done before right like okay music is different for everyone right but right. but he would come up with things that like are just sounds right? right and it's like oh i guess that's music now you know mm. but he so he would think out of is he here brian <laughs> that was a sound okay that was weird <laughs> um so awkward uh but he would get stuck a lot he would want to get outside of the box even more, you know, oh, okay, and right. he would get stuck in his dumb human brain and like, yep. like, how can I be more creative and kind of not get writer's block and, and right. you know, not keep writing the same thing over and over. Yeah. So he came up with this deck of cards and they each have this kind of vague um, phrase on them that tries to get you to be unstuck. So it'll oh. be something like. Um, I think I have heard of this. I may have, I may have talked about it. On this. No, I think okay. I've heard of it. So it may be something like, uh, do the same thing you just did, but completely backwards. Right. Or, um, uh, cut it in half and, uh, shift it. Right. <laughs> you know, something just words. Yeah. Yeah. And it, they're usually not specific to music. Right. So it could be applied to different things. Interesting. Um, but yeah, they're, they're kind of cool. There is a um, TED Talk by a guy called Beardy Man. Beatbo is he a beatboxer? He is. Yeah. Yeah. British guy, right? I feel like he may have talked about this deck of cards. Maybe. Because I think he uses it. <laughs> um, but he talks a lot about um, like beatboxing. Uh, you get used to making music using those sounds mm. and he said what he really wanted is to make music with sounds that he couldn't make okay but he wanted to just be able to think about them and for them to happen so that you can get into this quick iterative cycle hmm. whereas when you sit at a computer and like synthesize this kind of thing mm -hmm. it's difficult to uh quickly iterate on a melody or experiment, at least not at the speed that he wants to. Um, and so you're saying he wants to hear it in his mind first. Is that what you're saying? And I, then... I guess, no, he wants to hear it, not in his mind. That's the point. Okay. Because I think he, he gets what the noise is in his mind, but then recreating that in the real world okay. is what he wants. With his vocal cords or with right. his, or... Oh, with anything. He doesn't really care. Okay. As long as it's quick. 
Yeah. Um, and he he's saying like this is the thing with beatboxing is like I just have to think about it and then make those noises, mm-hmm. and I immediately know it's immediate. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's something I want. No, that's crap. Yep. Kind of thing. And he's like, but now I want to make noises that my voice can't do. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there is something you said for, um, you know, a lot of people say that uh, limitations can kind of help creativity. Oh, yeah. And I think that's an interesting idea, too. Right. Because I've definitely sat at a computer and like the, it's so, so amazing what you can do with a computer now. Right. Um, for music and audio. Yeah. To the point where it's paralyzing, like you have the yeah. de- decision par- paralysis, <laughs> where it's like, okay, I have half of a song, I could literally do anything with this. Yeah, I could shift it, I could move it down, I can. So you, no, nothing's ever done, you know. Nothing's ever, yeah, um, committed. You know, it's just like, well, it's all in flux all the time. Yeah, um, which is, I don't know. I thought about like, well, should I try to like write a song on a, on my four track tape recorder again, where it's just I right. hit record, and then it is it's, what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is part of the philosophy of this podcast too. I think. Yeah, I do like that. That's the... why it's like you know what we don't edit. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, I I know that if I spent time editing this, that I would never release it. Just not release it. Right. So, um, I like the fleeting kind of yeah, yeah nature of it but we can't get sponsors though so maybe that's related <laughs> mm, i don't think so i don't think it's that we can't get sponsors yeah have you put any efforts into getting sponsors recently uh, no i mean i always do you know that <laughs> uh <laughs> but um so you're failing and I'm not, is what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think I'm a great salesman when it comes mm-hmm. to the sponsorship. I should... Um, but talk. you've been selling other things for the show, like uh, merchandise. Yeah, and... no, t- uh, t-shirts, hats. Um, hmm. Where can I hmm? Where can I get those? Well, I'll tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> On that note... Yeah. We should stop.